What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Camille, and we're back. Thank you for tuning in to Change My Status. Guess what our topic is going to be about today? All right, let's have a drum roll. Booty call gone wrong. Yep, I said it. You know what? This is another taboo topic for Christians. Let's be honest. Some things have just not gone the way they were supposed to go. So when we're talking about a topic like this, of course, I'm talking about those of us who are not married. I'm talking about those of us that don't have a license to be sexual. Yeah. But I want to talk about this because I believe that perversion, sexual perversion, is something that we struggle with from time to time. Listen, let me just talk about myself. I know that anything that you experience that feels good to you is something that your mind and your body, it never forgets that feeling. And, you know, let's just be real. God created sex. In case some of y'all didn't know that, he did. He created it. But guess what? He also created boundaries, which means that there's a certain way it has to be done. So we already know that. But I want to talk about how we can avoid um, continuing in sexual perversion or either starting. When I was a little girl, starting growing up in a holiness church, you know what? They used to tell us all the time, now listen, you don't want to do that. You don't want to have sex before you get married, you know, and they was giving us all these scriptures. And I have to admit, you know, I was like, yeah, okay, we hear you, and we, you know you're just saying this because you want us to remain holy. But I'm going to tell you from experience, I wish I had listened to what they were saying. Because you know what? Having experienced sexual encounters prior to marriage, hey, that's a whole nother fight right there. That's a whole nother battle. And if I can keep you from entering into this battle, I've had a chance to speak to some people um, who still, they were virgins, and they kept saying, I don't want to be a virgin no more, and I want to. And you know what? I could understand them wanting to experience. But my advice to them was, hey, you don't want to go there because it's something that you will never forget, and you're going to always want it. That's right. I said it. You're going to always want it. And there's nothing wrong with that because God created it. But when we want it because we've already experienced it and it's outside the boundaries of what God expects and what he allows, it becomes a problem. It becomes an issue. Now, a lot of times we believe that the Bible is so old and it's outdated and, you know, it can't relate to what we're, what we're experiencing now. Listen, one of my favorite stories is in the book of Judges. And it's Samson. And I love this story because it's a real life story. And I believe it's a lot of some of the things that take place of where we are today. You know, Samson was a man that was created by God to be a judge and to be a help. Actually, he was called to be a deliverer for Israel. Because, you know, children of Israel, just like us, you know, they be saved for a little bit. And next thing you know, they done gone back. You know, how many of us know about that? I can tell you, I do. <laughs> so, you know, he was there to protect them. But the thing about Samson, because of the anointing on his life, he was called out. He was peculiar. He was supposed to be different. You know, sometimes I hear people and I listen to them and they say they want to be this and they want to be that. 
Listen, it's going to cause you to be peculiar. It's going to cause you to have some different standards than everyone else. And sometimes I find out that people want the position. They want to, you know, they want the, the claps and the applause, but they don't want the standards. So here it is, Samson had a standard that he had to live by. And one of those standards was that he could not marry outside, let's say, of the Israelites. But you know what? <laughs> I love it because the Bible says that Samson said, look, I don't want one of them little missionaries. I don't want one of the girls on a praise team. I don't want one of the girls back there to usher at the back door. I want somebody, you know, that's a little bit more, a um, little bit more to my liking. In other words, he was attracted to the Philistines. He was attracted to the, I don't want to say the wild women, but let's just say the women who uh, he felt could do it like he wanted them to do it, give it like he wanted, you know, it to be done. You know what, I know you're probably saying, I can't believe she's saying that. But you know what, this is what this show is about. It's about talking about things that we're thinking, things that we're doing, or things that we've already done that we're just feeling like we can't talk about. So that's the purpose of this show, to talk about it and to keep it real and to keep it raw. So here it is, Samson is saying, you know what, I want a girl not in the church not in the church. Have you ever just felt like that? You know, you're in the church and you're looking at uh, the people in the church and you're like, oh my God, they're boring. I don't think I want that. And let's just face it, your mind has already gone to another place. And let me tell you this. Now, this is Camille. I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. Listen, a person who doesn't worship, who's not a worshiper, listen, I'm going to tell you, their intimate skills are not very high. Yeah, I said it. Worshippers is something because they know how to submit. They know how to give their all until it gets to the end. I know that was probably too much for some of you, but that's okay. That's why you on this broadcast so you can hear all this kind of stuff. So Samson was called to a certain standard, but he was attracted to what he was not supposed to have. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. That's how it is a lot of times. Sometimes we are attracted to what we're not supposed to have. We're attracted to people who are married. We may be attracted to same sex. We may be attracted to some other things, situations that we're not supposed to have. And that's why I like the fact that the Bible puts these real life stories so that we can understand that we're not the only one, that this has already happened. It's already been documented that it's a possibility that this could happen in our life. But as we continue to read the story, he goes through different women. You know, some of us, we've experienced that. We've had multiple partners. And I'm going to tell you from my own experience, when we do things outside of the boundaries of how God intended it to be, we set ourselves up for all kinds of things. You know, I remember, and I'm just being real again, there was a time in my life where I became uh, intimate with, um, with the person that I was seeing. And you know what? Prior to that, I would say I was a pretty uh, mellow, you know, kind of young lady. In actuality, I took a lot. I didn't really defend myself. But listen, after I started sleeping with them, oh, my goodness, my temperament went to a whole nother level. I started speaking my mind. I was angry. Now, I'm not going to put it all on that person. But what I'm going to tell you is that I opened myself up 
for any other person that they had slept with, I opened up myself by sleeping with them for all those different personalities to come in and mesh what was already going on with me. And listen, the preacher, a fallen preacher, started carrying a gun. That's how far I was out there after beginning to become sexual and outside of the boundaries that God had intended. So you know what? Samson was to a place, after sleeping with that first woman, he was out there. His soul was open. There was no turning back. And you know what? Samson's parents were just like most of our parents. They're sitting back saying, son, you don't want to go there. They're saying, son, that's not the best choice. And you know what? I'm just going to tell you, most of the time, what our parents don't want us to have is what we want. I'm going to act like I'm in church. Turn to your neighbor. What our parents say is not good for us usually is what we want. It's just like an automatic thing. But here it is in the Bible. You can go read it for yourself. So, again, we're not going through or experiencing something that's already not already happened before. And, you know, the thing about um, a booty call gone wrong, I believe that uh, the enemy knows our appetite. You know, on one of the other episodes, we talked about attractions and what attract us. So the enemy is great at putting what we like in front of us whether it's right or wrong. And so if we're not in a place where we're getting our daily medicine, and what is your daily medicine? Like preventive care, your worship, reading your word, being accountable, speaking with people, talking with people who talk in your language to help you, speaking with people that you can bounce off things, you know. I find it funny a lot of times when people say, I don't want people all up in my business. Well, you know what? When we get in trouble, we want people to be in our business. We want our parents to help us, you know. So it's not a bad thing to have people that we can bounce things off of. But Samson was at the place in his life where he wouldn't listen to what his mom and his father was telling him. He was going to do what he was going to do. Now I'm going to venture out and just go ahead and say this. One of the reasons why I believe that he didn't stop or he thought it was, you know, it wasn't something that he needed to change is because God was still using him. God's anointing power was still upon him. He was still killing people. He was still destroying people. He was still protecting Israel in the midst of having all these booty calls. I know, you probably wasn't ready for that again. But hey, we got to be real. But I want us to understand that the anointing of God has nothing to do with the gift and the calling that's on our life. So here was, Seth was still able to do what he was doing. But there was one particular thing that he did that stripped him of his power. And this is one of the things that I really want to get across. That I believe that the enemy wants to lure us. He wants to pull us into a place where we begin to feel stripped of the power, stripped of the ability. Now, I'm not saying that when we get into issues that God leaves us, because we know the Bible says that he will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. It even says if we're in hell, he'll be there. But one of the things that happens is it's the shame and the guilt and the condemnation sometimes begins to choke the life out of us. It begins to put us in a place where we feel that we can't do any better. It puts us in a place that we begin to isolate ourselves from people and try to isolate ourselves from God. Now listen, I got the t-shirt, I got the pants, and I got the necklace on that one because I was in a place where I felt that I needed to become 
isolated. I ran from people. I ran from the church. And I tried to run for God. But I'm here to tell you that I couldn't run from God. I was able to run from the people. I was able to run from certain situations, but I could not run from God. And you know what? That's a good thing. Because if we could actually run from God, you know, the enemy would be happy because he wouldn't want us to even get into a place again that we could be with him. So as the story goes on, you know it, Samson gets with Delilah. And Delilah wants to know the secret of his strength. And she doesn't want to know it just to know it. She wants to know it because she wants to give the enemy the strength, the power, and how they could capture this man who was constantly destroying them. This man who was constantly killing them and keeping them protected. And, you know, as you read the story, you know, Samson just played with Delilah's mind. You know, he told her something that wasn't true. And you know how we women get. She got so emotional about him not telling her. Y'all know how we do when we want something and we just get all emotional and we come up, you know, drama queens. Yeah, I'm going to call her. She was uh, back then drama queen. And eventually she got the answer. And let me tell you, that is when the booty call gets into that category or it has gone wrong. Because we give up everything. We have no, no standards left. We just allow anything. Why? Because we want the booty. That's right. It's feeling so good. Now, I know y'all saying, oh, my God. But, hey, I'm talking about what happens to us as Christians if we're not careful. It feels so good until we want to do whatever it takes to keep it going. Whatever it takes. We don't care what we have to give up. And so it's a dangerous place to be because we no longer have the ability. We become in a place, a weak place. So we understand that this is what we're going to have to do in order to get this feeling. So we submit to it. And so this is what Samson did. But you know what? I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Because even if you have experienced a booty call gone wrong situation, I want you to know that it's not over. It's not over till God says it's over. You know, and many people may be telling you it's over. Many people may be telling you you can't recover. Listen, they told me I couldn't recover. They told me I would never be better. They told me I would always be in that situation. But I want you to know that that's not true. So I need you, you know, on your own time to just go to the book of Judges and read chapters 14 through 16 and read the story. And what we find at the end of the story, after Samson is captured by the enemy, you know, he's in jail and he comes to himself. You know, there's another popular story about the prodigal son. And it literally says, too, that after he came to himself. Listen, I want to thank God for the moment that I came to myself. You ought to thank him for the moment that you came to yourself. Because once you come to yourself, you have every opportunity to be restored. You have every opportunity to come back and to have another chance. Despite what people say, despite how they feel, you have another opportunity just because you come to yourself. And that's why we always need some intercessors in our life. We always need people who will never give up on us regardless of what we look like. Listen, if my mama was here today, she would tell you I didn't look like I was going to ever come back. I looked like I was going to be gone for days, years, and months. But she never gave up on me. She never once believed that my life would not be turned around. And because of that, her continuous prayers for me brought me to a place 
where I came to myself. And when you come to yourself, you begin to realize, let's tell the truth. The booty was good, but it wasn't worth it. One more time. The booty was good, but it wasn't worth it. All the destruction that is caused in my life, how I'm feeling now, and how I see that my life is in shambles, it just wasn't worth it. What was it? Two minutes? Three minutes? Four minutes? And you really got something good if it was four minutes. Yeah. Okay. Back to the broadcast. But I believe that Samson got to that place in his life. And the Bible says that as his arms were stretched out and he was getting ready to be made a spectacle, the Bible says that they gouged his eyes. They did all of these things because they had captured him. Listen, that's what the enemy does. After we've been captured, after we have gone to a place where we're in a level of captivity, he makes fun of us. He says all kinds of things. We begin to hear voices, even maybe even voices of suicide, because we've come to a place where the booty brought us and we allowed it to take, it, take us to that place. But listen, I love it again because Samson comes to himself and he repents. And you know what he says? He says, Lord, remember me. I want you to know today that you can say to the Lord, remember me. Wherever you are, whatever you have been involved in, even if you're in it right now presently, you can say, Lord, remember me. And I love it because the Lord, he remembered him. And although Samson lost his life, the Bible says that he killed more Philistines than he did when he was a free man. So God still got the victory from Samson's life. Even though the booty call went wrong, it was a place he should not have gone. It was a place that led him to captivity. God was still there to release him. So I just want to encourage you that your life is not over. And you're probably saying, you know what, Camille, you don't know how many sexual encounters I've had outside of the boundary of God. I've slept with a lot of different people. Well, you know what? I'm here to tell you of that. If you bring it up under the blood, God blood is strong enough to wash it. He won't leave anything unclean. Now, I want to tell you, you may have to go through a process of not only your sins being washed, but your mind and your soul has to be washed. And it is a process. I had to go through that process. When I repented, I was sincere and I was truly ready to turn. But it took a process for the declaration and the repentance that I had done it took a process for that to fully happen and manifest in a physical way. So you're saying, what are you saying? I'm saying that it took a process for me to get to a place where my mind and my heart had become washed. Yes, there were times that I ended up going back. But when I went back, I, I didn't feel the same. There was a level of conviction. And after I did it, I was like, man, I didn't have to do that. Have you ever done that? And you was like, you know what? I could have held out. I could have prayed in the spirit. I could have called somebody. So those are lessons that we can learn. And I continued until I was able to process myself to the next place. So again, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in today to Change My Status broadcast. And we're going to be right here again next Friday.